0: Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsiah Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical, the goal is to spread the love, light, truth acceptance and oneness that is jesus christ himself here at the jesus which podcast we believe all people are loved by god and all people are loved by jesus we believe in community and the power of fellowship we believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need and above all we believe in the power of creating a relationship with jesus that is authentic and unique to you join me for new episodes of the jesus which podcast every single monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsiah Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. This week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, we are going to be talking all about water magic. We're going to talk about some examples of water in the Bible and then a few different ways you can use different types of water. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to remind you to subscribe to the Jesus Witch Podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. And if you could give us a rating of five stars, that would really help get the word out about the show. If you would like to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast, you can do so by following me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find the links to my socials in the show notes page, and you'll also find in the show notes page the link to our Patreon. On Patreon, we provide transcribed episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, which are written out and make it easier to take notes from and learn from the episodes. We also provide early and ad-free episodes of the podcast. We also have tiers on Patreon with Bible-based grimoire pages tarot spreads, happy mail that comes each month, which are essentially little spell kits. And then with those spell kits, we get together on Zoom and we do like a little spell casting circle to cast the spells together. And it's just like, it's so much fun. And then I also have another tier where I have like a one-on-one coaching call option with me um, to talk about your practice and like your path and how you wanna grow. Oh my God, there was a bee that like just hit my window as I was recording, but you know what? I'm gonna keep it the fear in my voice is authentic. Um, <laughs> you'll also find in the show notes page the link to my Etsy shop on NCI. I have tarot readings, astrology readings, Bible-based spells, Jesus wish mystery boxes, and a bunch of other different things. You can find the link to my Etsy, Patreon, my socials, everything in the show notes page. But now let's jump into our episode and talk about water magic in the Bible. Water is a very prominent thing, and there's a lot of verses referencing it. And literally the second verse in the Bible references. Water. So let's go all the way to the beginning to Genesis 1 1. It says, In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I'm not gonna talk about every single Bible verse that mentions water because there's so many in the Bible, but I'm gonna talk about a few of my favorites. So piggybacking off of Genesis 1-2, if you listened to our episode all about what is the Holy Spirit's name and who is the Abrahamic divine feminine, you would be familiar with Proverbs eight twenty eight. Proverbs eight twenty eight very much reflects what we just read in Genesis 1-2, how the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters of the earth while it was being formed. However, what's interesting about Proverbs 8 is this is the proverb all about wisdom. And if you listened to our episode about what the Holy Spirit's name is, you would know that wisdom in the Bible is referred to with she, her pronouns. So water is very heavily associated with the Abrahamic divine feminine because her spirit was hovering over the waters as God formed the earth. So let's read Proverbs eight twenty eight together. It says, I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established the springs deep in the earth. And the springs that she's referring to here are like springs of water, you know, like Poland Springs. That's what the first thing that comes to my mind, honestly. Um, but I love that verse because it really connects the divine feminine to water. So when I do water work, I do it a lot with the Abrahamic divine feminine. But just like the Abrahamic Divine Feminine is very closely associated with water, so is Jesus. And we know that because of Bible verses such as John 4.14 and John 7.38. Um, but John 4.14 says, But those who drink from the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And John 7.38 says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. In both of these verses, Jesus is referring to himself as living water that gives eternal life. The way that he's doing that in John 4.14 is saying that it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And then in John 7.38, he literally just says, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So what this is alluding to is that believing in Christ gives you a renewal every single day, a revival every day. So the water that's associated with Christ is seen as pure. It's cleansing. It's transformative. That's why we have baptism waters when you know the whole word baptisma, baptism. Let's thank the ICOC for this rant here because this is information I learned straight from them, and it is actually correct. So the word baptism, or the Greek word baptisma, means to be fully submerged into water, head to toe. Like, that's why we see a Jewish mikveh where they, like, literally strip themselves completely. They go in completely naked no nail polish no um, makeup nothing like as clear and clean to themselves as they could be no jewelry absolutely nothing completely completely stripped down naked they go into the mikveh to get fully submerged underwater to become back up and be clean that's similar to a baptism obviously in uh, my tradition when I got baptized in the ICOC I was not naked I went into a oh gosh what was it it was a sound it was like a it was a sound um and i got baptized like all the way you know under they pushed my entire body under the water i was soaking wet um but that's what baptism means it means to be fully submerged that baptisma fully submerged underwater in order to become clean and pure again now as witches we can see this in a different way and we'll talk about that later when we talk about how to work with water but that's what baptism means and that's why the water that's associated with jesus is clear cleansing purifying and transformative Another Bible verse that I really like that mentions water, and I feel like this one's a really great one to use for justice magic, is Amos 5, 24, which says, But let justice roll down like waters, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So not only does this verse mention water, but it mentions justice, and it compares water to justice, being something that ever flows and rolls down, and it's constant, right? So if you're looking for a um, justice magic or something that you're like trying to get a solution for a long-term problem, this might be a good verse to use in your water magic. The next two verses that mention water from the book of Isaiah. This one is Isaiah 12, 3, which says, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I like this verse because it mentions water with joy. If you know anything about me, I cast a lot of joy spells. One of the spells that I sell on my Etsy shop is a choosing joy spell because I just think it's really important to have an attitude of gratitude and a joyful mindset while going through life, even when things suck. Um, and I say that as somebody who deals with like a lot of like depression and mental illness things, even when I i am going through these really rough patches, I find something to put my joy into and I think that's really important and that's why I like to do a lot of joy spells and work with joy. And now a quick break from our show to talk about a few different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is by becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. Every supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast on Patreon gets access to our monthly community oracle card readings as well as access to a secret discord channel in the Jesus Witch Church. In that channel you can leave any Jesus Witch questions or suggestions that you may have have and it's just a better place for us to connect as a patreon community we currently have five different patrons tiers for you to choose from to help expand your knowledge on jesus and christian witchery the first tier that we offer is the mercury tier and this provides written transcripts of each episode of the jesus witch podcast to make them more accessible and easier to take notes from The next tier that we have is the Fool, and that provides early access to the Jesus Witch Podcast, as well as ad-free episodes. The following tier is the Magician tier, which helps to expand your Jesus Witch knowledge with tarot spreads to help you connect with the Abrahamic Pantheon and monthly Bible-based spellbook pages. In the Hierophant tier, we go even further with Bible-based spellwork. Each month, members of this tier get access to an additional Bible-based spellbook page. I also send you a mini spell kit every single month with the ingredients to cast your spell. With this tier you also get access to a monthly spell casting circle that happens over Zoom where we cast the spell together and it's a really fun time. Our final tier is the High Priestess tier. This tier gets everything from the previous tiers, as well as a one-on-one call with me over Zoom every single month to talk about your practice, where it's going, and what your goals are spiritually. Another way to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Jesus Witchery Shop on Etsy. Over on my Etsy shop, I offer talking to Jesus tarot readings, Christian witch mystery boxes, Bible-based spell oils, astrology readings, and so much more. You can also help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast by sending a donation directly to my PayPal or Cash app. You can find the links to both of those or any of the other ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. And a quick reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on. And give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. If you would like to connect with me further, be sure to join our free Discord group, The Jesus Witch Church, and give me a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at Lena the Jesus Witch. Now let's go back to our show. The other verse from Isaiah I'm looking at is Isaiah 49.10, which says, They shall not hunger or thirst, neither scorching wind nor sun shall strike them. For he who has pity on them will lead them, and by springs of water will guide them. So to me, this Bible verse is very reminiscent of one of the most famous Bible verses in all of the Bible, um, Psalm 23, 2, which says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. To me, both of these verses mean that even when things are really challenging, things are really difficult, and like you don't see a way out of a situation, God or Jesus or whoever you're working with through the Abrahamic Pantheon is going to lead you beside calm waters. They're going to help you find peace even when there's no peace. There's going to be rest even when there's no rest. There's going to be that hope even when there's no hope. And that's why I really liked these two and I resonated with them. So those are just a few of the many different Bible verses that mention water. Now let's talk about a couple of different types of water and how you can use them in your magic. The way that you would incorporate a deity into your water magic or incorporate the Bible into these things is by picking a verse, we just listed out a few, and charging your spell with the verse. You could charge your spell with the verse by speaking the verse to it, by writing it down on a piece of paper, by simply reading the verse as you're casting the spell, however you wanna do it, carving the verse number onto a candle, just doing something simple like that to have the verse there as you're doing your magic. So we're gonna talk about a couple of different types of water. The first type of water we're gonna talk about is moon water. And I feel like this is the most popular moon water for witchcraft and the ones that people think about um, first when you think of like doing water magic. We talked a little bit about moon water in our moon magic episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, but moon water can be made under any moon phase of the cycle. Most people make their moon water during the full moon phase because it's the most charged phase during the moon cycle. Personally, I make my moon water based on the zodiac sign that the moon is in. So I make my moon water under Taurus or Scorpio moons moon water can be used in almost any different type of spell it's good for manifestation for letting go it's good for like building up energy letting go of energy whatever you need to use moon water for it's very versatile but if you have a specific intention for your moon water it might be a good idea to make it under like a specific moon phase or a specific uh, zodiac sign so like let's say you're trying to make moon water for like more determination and motivation during your work life right make it under a Capricorn moon might be wise for that, or maybe you're trying to make your moon water to do a spell to be like more nurturing or a fertility spell, possibly making that under Cancer moon would be a good idea, or maybe you want to do a spell for justice, right? That would be like a Libra moon because of the scales, or you want to do a moon water spell for energy, doing that under like a Gemini or Aries moon, you know what I'm saying? Like just picking a sign that has a quality that of the intention of the spell that you want to cast using that moon water. And since you are making your own moon water, you can control what kind of water you use to make this moon water. So if you want to drink it and you want it to be like an edible spell, you can do that as well. If you live in a really warm environment with a lot of sun and like a place where you can make sun tea, you could even make moon water and then use that moon water to make sun tea. So then you have moon sun water tea. That's just like That's so witchy, oh my gosh, somebody's gotta do that. I don't know if I could do that in New York because I don't know if we get hot enough here, but if you live somewhere that it's hot enough to make sun tea, okay? Make sun tea with moon water and then like DM me a picture of it or something because that just seems like a really cool idea. The next type of water I want to talk about is storm or rain water. And this is my personal favorite kind of water to work with the Abrahamic gods specifically with. For me, when I envision God, I see a big storm. I see lightning and thunder and rain, and I just see His Him as this like incredible storm God, and like creating big waves in the sea because of how much chaos His storm is creating. So when it's storming outside and it's doing like a big, big rain, I'll put my jar out there and I'll ask God to fill it up with some water with His energy in it because I use that specifically for protection. I use it for banishing. I use it for warding. I use it for justice magic. I love using stormwater for justice magic. I feel like it's so effective and it just gets that like angry energy that you want to put into that kind of a spell. And I'm not putting angry energy into my justice magic in order to like be baneful and have bad intentions go to my target. I'm putting angry energy into my justice magic to get it out of me and neutralize within the spell Because if I'm angry enough in a situation to consider doing justice magic, I need to get that anger out somehow. So I'll put a little bit of that energy in there just so that it like neutralizes and like fizzles out. And I like doing that with stormwater. One of my favorite spells to use stormwater with is my abundance water spell. That's on my Patreon. I cast that spell like a lot. Like I, I do that maybe once every four months, every quarter. I do a new abundance water spell and I always use stormwater as the majority of it. Like I'll put half storm water, then like a little bit of moon water, just because I preserve my moon water. I'm still working with moon water from the full moon, um, eclipse in Taurus from like 2021. (laughs) I save my moon water. I ration it because I, like I said before, I only use very specific moon phases for my moon water. So I I have to ration that stuff out, but I do mostly rain water little teeny bit of moon water. And then I fill the rest up with like tap water just because tap water is versatile. You can put it in for anything. And that's like the base of my spell is the storm water. So uh, if you wanna check out that spell, I'll leave it in the show notes page. This is not technically a type of water in the beginning, but I'm gonna count it as a type of water. We're gonna talk about snow. Snow is really good for transformation and transmuting spells because it transforms into water. I keep a jar of snow in my freezer all year round just in case I want to do like a heavy transformational spell. And what's cool about the snow that I grabbed this year was it was done under a Scorpio moon and Scorpio is the sign of transformation. So it's like charged with that transformational energy already. And I absolutely, I absolutely love snow magic. You could just sit there and watch it melt and like envision your problems melting away or envision like that bad habit that you're doing melting away and like really like like imagining it turning into something else as the snow turns into water. Another type of water you can work with is moving waters such as rivers or streams or babbling brooks this is not a type of water that I would recommend like bottling up and bringing home and working in like spell jars like that because there could be like dangerous bacteria that grows in them after a while Um, but I have a place local to me that has like a brook in it and it's this gorgeous like cavern Um, so I'll go there when I really need to ground and cleanse myself and one of the things I do is I put my hands in the moving water and I wash them clean because I believe this moving water to be good for like cleansing and, and growth and just moving on past an issue. If you need to move on and you need to let go of something, you leave it in that water that's moving so that the water takes it away and carries it far, far, far away from you. Another type of water that technically falls under the moving water category, but like it's its own category in itself, is ocean water. You can use ocean water for so many things, but because there's salt in it, I consider ocean water to be very purifying and cleansing. Whenever I go to the beach, um, I usually go with my mom to the beach because she absolutely loves it and we take the kids I'll leave the kids with her on shore for like 20 minutes and I go and take like a nice swim I get as far out as I possibly can in the ocean and I just sit underwater for a little bit and I like wash myself clean of all like the bullshit everything that I've been dealing with in life and then I intentionally like rub um, the salt water on my body in like a banishing cycle so like in the counterclockwise motion and I rub it all over my body just to banish any negativity that I've been dealing with and like protect my vessel, protect this physical vessel that's holding my spirit in Um, and one of the things that I like to do when I'm in like ocean water, and this is kind of cheesy, but I like to sing Oceans by Hillsong Um, like that spirit lead me where my trust is without borders, that whole song, I sing it in the ocean um, sometimes in my head, sometimes out loud, it depends on how many people are near me if there's nobody around me, then I'll sing it out loud, if there's people near me um, (laughs) I'm good, I don't need to be looked at as that crazy in the water but anyway i'll sing that and i'll like really like cleanse myself with that song and cleanse myself with the ocean and with the sun and it just like feels so good and you know since i live in new york in the northern hemisphere i'm usually doing this during gemini cancer um virgo or leo season so especially if it's leo season i feel like really connected to christ and i try to go to the beach at least once during leo season so i can get that like warm god regal energy as i'm in like the warm the the Cool, nurturing embrace of like the mother goddess because the water is her, and it's just oh, it's so nice. It's like the divine feminine and masculine at once, and it's just such a nice way to incorporate the Abrahamic god and goddess into your practice. It's such a simple thing. I just go to the beach and I go for a little swim. The only thing I need is my mom there to watch my kids for 20 minutes so that you know they don't go into the ocean by themselves, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I personally work with ocean water. The last type of water we're going to talk about is tap water. And for me, tap water is like the white candle of the water world because it's super versatile and you can use it in any type of spell for anything in replace of any kind of water that we talked about here. However, my favorite, favorite, favorite way to use tap water is in shower spell work. Shower spell work is like the easiest kind of spell work, especially if you're like a low spoonie witch, because it's one of those things that really just kills two birds with one stone. Not only are you getting yourself showered and washed and doing something that's necessary for your body, but you're also having a connection and a little bit of time with spirit. So for shower spell work, it's very easy. All you gotta do is take a shower and talk to the water. Talk to the water about your problems, what you're trying to manifest, what you're trying to let go, what you need justice for. Whatever the situation is, just talk to the water. It's as simple as that. And if you want to make it a little bit more fancy, you can. You could bring a deity candle into the shower room with you and light it just to have their presence with you. Um, you can listen to music while you're in the shower that amplifies your spell. Or you could simply talk to the water. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, it doesn't have to be complicated. All it needs to be is you and your intentions and your magic. But that's all I have for you today on water magic. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. This has been one that I've been wanting to do for a while because I genuinely love water magic. I think that spell shower, shower spells are probably my most frequently casted spell just because of how easy they are. And again, how they kill two birds with one stone. But I love working with water. It's really biblical. And there's so many Bible verses that mention water, which makes working with water so easy and so versatile and like the most simple thing to do, especially as a Jesus or Christian Witch But thank you so much again for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a rating of five stars to help get the word out about the show. And if you would like to help support the show or follow me on social media or join our free Discord group or do anything (laughs) that I mentioned here, you can look look for that in the show notes page. So now let's talk about my favorite part of the podcast, our verse of the day, 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 day. And this one I picked using bibliomancy. I closed my eyes I swifted through the Bible app and I clicked on little random things until I found a Bible verse. Um, (laughs) So this week's verse was picked by Jesus. Yay, Jesus. Thank you for making a surprise appearance on our podcast about you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, the verse that Jesus picked for us to read is Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29, which say... Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I also read verse 30, so our verses of the day were Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30, but those were the verses that Jesus wanted to leave us off with. Thank you again, Jesus, for the verses and for this podcast and for this, lack like, whole thing here. Anyway, um... <laughs> I will see you guys or I'll be talking to you guys next week for another episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening again. And all right. Bye.